blessings one and all, and welcome to this episode of the Angel Scrolls Project. I'm Paul James Caden, and starting in this particular show, I want to bring uh, something a little new to the podcast. I'm in the process of smoothing out the rough edges and kind of refining the show. And I had this idea that at the end of every podcast, I want to share an angel reflection. And the angel reflection will be how the angels relate to or interact with what we're talking about in the show. Because we don't always talk about angels in the Angel Scrolls Project. They're a big part of it. Uh, but the show is rather diverse, as all of my shows have been. Uh, basically, you know, I get an idea, I feel inspired, and I record the show and I talk about the subject matter. And as much as I love angels, it's not always uh, about angels. But all of this comes from that place of the angel scrolls, that knowing within uh, that writing of the laws of God on the heart, we could say, uh, that God puts in each and every one of us, I believe, at birth, because I've had this knowing of something greater and bigger thought of life and the universe and my purpose in life and where I am right now in this world. I've had that since I was a very young child, and I know a lot of other people uh, have had that as well. So all of this comes from that place as I study, as I learn, as I'm on, on my own uh, spiritual journey through life that I've been on for uh, a grand 55 years thus far. So to make the show a little more angelic, uh, I thought it would be a good idea to add the, the angel or angelic reflection at the end of the show how the angels tie into or relate to whatever it is uh, we might be talking about in the show, whether it be a social issue, a spiritual uh, teaching, or whatever it might be. So this week, or in this episode rather, uh, I want to talk about the God force within you. Now, at first glance, that might uh, sound a little New Age, that might sound a little hocus-pocus, but hold on a minute. You know, in traditional Christianity, um, I sometimes wonder if the churches, the organized religions that we have in the world today, if, if they're not if they're not the folks that Christ referred to that he said when the, in, in, in the last days uh, there will be these people that have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Because there's an awful lot of uh, religious people, you know, that the religion is very flat. Everything is blamed on demons and devils and everything is new age and witchcraft and it, it becomes this very 
religion by the book or re, you know religion by the law and we have these pastors and priests you know that lay down the law and you know we see a lot of people going to these churches that just don't really seem to have uh, any kind of spiritual connection or spiritual power that's flowing in their lives or through their lives and you know and we have on the opposite end of that spectrum you know the uh, a lot of the charismatic evangelicals that make it sound like well you know we should be uh, calling down fire or angels from heaven every five minutes you know we're we're children of god you know we're uh, nothing short of merlin the wizard but that's <laughs> That's not the case either, but there is um, a supernatural power that is available to us through the Spirit of God. And I want to talk about, and, and I might do these shows all in a row, or I might break them up a little bit, but I want to talk about the seven aspects of that supernatural power that is available to all of us. And today we are talking about the God force within you. And I'd like to start off by reading, because this is in context um, with what we're going to talk about here. I'd like to start off by reading Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And it reads, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all of your strength. Now that word strength in Mark chapter 12 verse 30 is actually the Greek word iskis. And for those of you who might want to look that up in a concordance or do some uh, research, it is spelled I-S-C-H-Y-S. So the Greek word uh, for strength in Mark 12, verse 30, is iskis. And among the meanings of iskis are forcefulness, ability, might, power, and strength. And one Bible teacher renders iskis as God's resident power in the life of a believer the working power of the Spirit within us. So now think about this for a moment. Because the, the Bible teacher I, I, I just quoted also says that iskis is the power, or this power must be directed back toward heaven in a supernatural cycle from God and for God. So this is how we see uh, the forcefulness or the might or the strength. We are directing our love, our iskis toward God. But in return, he also reflects it back into us. And that is where the ability and the might and the power comes in.
See, we can, we can direct this power back toward God as we love God with all of our iscus, all of our forcefulness, and all of our strength, and even with all of our powers as far as we're able to direct that love toward God. But in return, God also loves us with all of his forcefulness, power, and strength. But he also adds to that spiritual and supernatural ability and might. And this iscus power or energy or force certainly gives us the ability and the might and the power and the strength of God or the Spirit of God to overcome obstacles in our lives. And see, folks, this is where true spiritual power comes from. It comes from our Creator, the one who made the entirety of the universe. But we have these ideas that we're going to gain spiritual power by meditating on a crystal, rising the kundalini energy uh, you know, from our spine to uh, the base of our head. You know, we have all these practices, uh, whether it's going into trance and dancing, you know, until we're in a frenzy. We, ha we have all these rituals, you know, that, that many are steeped in, you know, new age, old age, occult. And I'm not going to be one of these people that are going to sit here and say, oh, well, that's from the devil. And, oh, it's going to bring demons into your life. Because, uh, frankly, I don't believe that. Because I've had my stint. Uh, in the past where, you know, I had new age practices and got into some different things. And there, there, there might even be uh, things in my life right now that are kind of new agey. But, you know, my intention uh, is always love. My intention is always uh, doing these things or have do done these things through God. And I've never had any problems with uh, demons or ghosts or hauntings or anything of that nature. You know, the the point, and, and there might be some people who say, well, I beg to differ, and I'm sure there are stories out there. I, I, I don't doubt, depending on our mindset, depending on the atmosphere that we're practicing these kinds of things in, what our intentions are, what we're hoping to gain from it, uh, certainly, you know, we could open the door to something heavy, something dark, uh, just the same way that, you know, I feel, and I've seen this happen, you know, people who are ultra-religious misinterpreting the Bible or using the Bible as a way to, You know, kind of try to pull off this attitude like, well, you know, I represent God in my household. I have dominion. I can beat my wife. I can beat my kids. I can, you know, do terrible things. Well, look, you know, right here in the Bible, it says the man is the head of the household. You know, 
And that's just an example, but people get some very bizarre ideas and they start to interpret uh, Bible verses in very dark and selfish ways. And even doing that will open the door to some very uh, dark and oppressive forces. So I don't think it's necessarily uh, what we're using, it's how we're using it. However, however, the big point I'm making uh, here in this particular uh, podcast is that we often look to all of these other things in our lives, in the world, to bring us spiritual power. You know, we want the crystals, we want um, burning the incense or candles or chanting or whatever. So basically we're, we're, we're taking material things either made by man or of the earth and looking to them to somehow, you know, endow us with some kind of supernatural ability or power or mystical insights. And we, we often look to every other in any other source but God, who is the source of all of our power. God created the crystals. God created mankind. God created uh, the universe and the world. God created the angels. You know, so all power flows from God. And rather than uh, forcefully meditating on a crystal or, you know, forcefully uh, putting all of our energy into some kind of, uh, you know, kind of new agey ritual to gain power and insight and clarity and even, you know, mystical experiences, we should be using that iscus power, you know, that forcefulness, that strength that's in our inner being that God gave us. Again, you could say that the iscus power is part of the angel scrolls within because he put it there. It's innate within each and every one of us, whether we, we wish to develop it, use it, learn about it, or whether we oppress it, whether we're afraid of it, or whether we uh, just, you know, we could be good people but say, well, I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff. I don't believe in mysticism. I don't believe in, uh, you know, supernatural uh, occurrences, you know, even uh, from a positive side of God and angels and, you know, all that type of thing. So it's up to us. God gave us the gift but it's up to us to learn about it, develop it, and use it. Or, you know, learn to use it in the correct way. Rather than putting all of our energy, our forcefulness, our might, our power and strength and ability focused on kundalini or a crystal or 
you know, a statue of some, you know, weird, uh, you know, pagan god, you know, with six arms or whatever the case may be. Take the advice of Mark chapter 12, verse 30, and love God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, all of our iscus. Directing that love toward God. And there's, there's various ways that we can direct our love toward God in forcefulness, in strength, with power. You know, we can do that through prayer. We can do that through uh, Christian meditation, you know, which is uh, contemplation on the things of God. Some people meditate on the name of Christ. Some people meditate uh, on the name of one of the archangels. Some people meditate and contemplate one of the names of God from the Old Testament. You know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, uh, I, I forget what some of the others are right now. But I think there's uh, seven or 12 of them, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about the number, but throughout the Old Testament, there is different names of God, Jehovah slash something. God our healer, God our salvation, God our provider. You know, some people meditate on those names of God in the Old Testament. Uh, some people just meditate on a Bible verse and contemplate that. You know, one of the things uh, I'm going to start doing very soon is finding all of the verses in the Bible that pertain to angels or when angels came uh, to certain individuals and start meditating and contemplating those. So it's going to be uh, very interesting. There's also uh, many different names of Christ. He's referred to as the Ancient of Days. He's referred to as the door, the gate. There's, you know, different names of Christ in the Bible that we can meditate on. So, you know, we, we can take our meditation and our contemplation and, again, direct it toward God. You know, pushing that energy toward God. You know, with all of our might, our strength, our ability. Rather than on you know, some innate object or, you know, mythical, mystical, uh, you know, serpent of fire at the base of our, uh, you know, tailbone that, you know, unravels up through the spine or some such thing. You know, there, there's all kind of things that, that, that we focus on, but do they give us that spiritual power in our lives? Do they truly give us the ability and the might and the power and the strength to overcome obstacles in our lives. To be more than conquerors, as the Bible says. So remember, as, as we direct iscus power toward God in our love, in our adoration, in our attention, in our meditation, in our contemplation, in our prayers, in our thoughts, or just having conversations with him like a friend. You know, this doesn't have to be an uber-religious thing that, uh, that someone does. You know, I've been uh, known pretty much all my life, you know, just to sit down and talk to God. You know, some days I'm having lunch, and if the day's not so good, I'll say, hey, God, guess what? Uh, today really kind of blows. <laughs> you know, here, 
here's what's happening in my life, or even when things are good. Hey, God, you know, guess what happened? Of course, you know this, this, and this, and man, I'm so grateful, you know, you're, you're giving gratitude, and that's where we get into giving thanks and praise and, you know, worship, all these things. There's so many different ways to direct that iscus power toward God, showing that we're interested in God. We love, because what does it mean to love God or to love anybody? We're giving them time and attention and importance. You know, we're there for them as they're there for us. You know, now we can't be there for God in a, in a capacity that, you know, we got to help God in some way like we would a human friend. But we're there for God when we show our appreciation. We're giving him time and attention and contemplation and meditation and, you know, all of these things uh, I previously mentioned. These are ways that we're loving God with all of our mind and all of our strength, and all of our heart, and directing that iscus power back toward God. And in return, it gets cycled back to us. Because the more, the, the, the interesting thing about doing this is, is, is the more you direct that power toward God, that love, that interest, that personal connection, all these things uh, we're mentioning here in the podcast. The more we direct those things toward God, the more he directs it back to us and the more uh, stronger it gets within us. It's like a muscle that we're building, a force that we're building within ourselves. And all of these seven aspects of the power of God that we're going to be talking about in upcoming shows, they're all connected. They all play off of one another. And so the more we direct that iscus power toward God, the stronger it becomes within us. He reflects it back to us and it grows and it strengthens and uh, it becomes a real force to be reckoned with within us in in our lives because now you know the forcefulness the ability the might the power and the strength the iscus of god is present within us in our lives it's residing in our spirits in our hearts and in our innermost being and that's where we start to build true spiritual power and that's when we, we begin to, and when I say spiritual power, uh, what am I talking about? Well, you know, when we pray, uh, we, uh, we, we get results more times than not. We're not the kind of people that sit there and go, oh, you know, I pray, but it seems like God never hears me. I still lost my job, you know, I still got sick, you know, this still happened, that still happened. You know, the more the iscus power, that forcefulness, that ability, that might, that power, that strength grows within us, the more powerful our prayers become. But also then we start talking about the gifts of the Spirit, you know, opening up to things like prophecy 
uh, healing, uh, the words of knowledge, just you know, knowing something that someone needs to hear at a specific time, you know, opening up to uh, heavenly uh, visitations, you know, from angels, from uh, you know, wh however God wants to open up those visions in our lives, and we're, we're going to talk about you know what those visions are. Uh, at some point as well. What is a vision? Is it like watching a movie? Does it open up and we're standing in a whole different reality or is it something else? Well, that's something we'll get into an, at another time. But all of these things that people seek after when it comes to spiritual power, you know, fortune telling, healing, a lot of people use energy healing and, and Reiki and, you know, the there, there is something to that because that they understand the idea of a life force energy that's flowing from a greater source into us and out of us and into the other person. But where is that power coming from? Is it the universe? Is it the moon? Is it, <laughs> you know, uh, is, where is it coming from or is it coming from God? Well, naturally, all uh, life force energy, in air quotes, comes from God. So all of these things, this, this iscus power, uh, loving God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our strength, all of our iscus, you know, it begins to strengthen on the inside of us, strengthen our relationship with God, strengthen our love for God, our confidence in God, our faith in God. And then as we connect it to the other uh, seven um, you know, uh, aspects of power that are available in our lives from God, um, you know, these things start to become a reality in our lives. You know, then we start to have what many people call, you know, um, you hear some of the evangelicals say, well, you know, we're walking in the glory realms, you know, <laughs> we're, you know, we're having heavenly visitations, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're walking in the heavenly realms, the heavens are open. Well, you know, that's just another way of saying, hey, uh, spiritual things are starting to become a real reality in our lives. And we start that process with iscus, the resident power in the life of the individual that is the working power of the spirit within us. And we develop that power by loving God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our strength all of our forcefulness, ability, might, power, and strength. And God cycles that iscus power back to us. It's like a cycle of love. We give it out. It well, actually, first God gives it to us. Then we direct it to him. He directs it back to us. We direct it to him. He directs it back to us. And again, this isn't something that's boring because as we went over uh Earlier in the show, there's a lot of different ways to direct our love, direct our attention uh, toward God. And it's not boring. It's actually uh, very fun uh, and very uh, emotionally, personally, 
and spiritually satisfying uh, to do these things. So you might want to think about ways um, that you can begin to strengthen and develop this iscus power in your own life. Uh, do a little research into iscus. Look up uh, verses in the Bible where it is used. Look at the definitions of the word iscus. How can you utilize uh, those definitions of the word to direct, you know, the uh, love of God with all your iscus, you know, loving God with all your iscus. How can you begin to do that in your own life? So now it's time for our angel reflection at the end of the show. And when we think about iscus power, the God force within, that forcefulness, you know, you could also say it's you know, the God force within, the God ability within, the God might within, the God power within, and the God strength within. So when we think about this power, this force of God in our lives, it also opens us up to the angelic realm. Because what are angels? They're God's messengers. And we see all throughout Scripture where the angels were sent to help people in need. Angels came with messages. Angels came and healed. Angels came and let uh, the Apostle Peter out of prison. There are many ways in the Bible where we see angels coming to people to just bless them. On the night of the birth of Jesus, what did the shepherds in the, the field see when they were watching their flocks by night? A host of angels appearing in the heavens and singing a hymn. And what an awesome sight that must have been. So when we're loving God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, and that forcefulness of God, that ability of God, that might of God, that power of God and strength of God is strengthening within us as we direct it toward God, as he directs it back toward us. Our confidence, our faith in God grows. It certainly opens us up to the angelic realm. Angels that can bring messages, angels that can bring healing, Angels that can set us free, or as many call them, angels of deliverance. And I can tell you, uh, as many of you heard uh, me talk on my show about my own personal angel experience, um, it's a wonderful thing. It's a life-changing thing to stand in the presence of an angel. Because that pure, unconditional love that you feel radiating from that being. It's unexplainable in the human vocabulary, the way it lifts you up. It just brings such joy and peace and gladness. You know, somebody could come and, and, and tell you at that moment, hey, guess what? You have 48 hours to live, and you'd just be like, hey, that's okay. 
I feel so awesome right now and I know that this awesomeness is awaiting me when I leave this world so it, it doesn't really matter there's nothing that can shake you when you're in that presence of an angel because that love they are radiating to you is the love of God angels are just I guess you could say uh, spiritual lenses that concentrate and filter the love and the power and the goodness and the joy and the purposes of God into our lives. And when you love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and all your strength with all your iscus, it definitely opens you up and increases your chances of having a life-changing, life-altering angelic encounter of your own. So ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope that you will look into ways to develop um, the iscus power and force of God in your own life. I guarantee it will be an endeavor that is well worth it. I hope this podcast inspires you. I hope that you'll share it with others who may need to hear it. And I will talk to you next time here on the Angel Scrolls Project. Until then, stay in light, stay in love, and God bless.